Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Balanced Chaos Podcast. This week, we are talking about rituals. I really, really love this topic. I feel like it's light, it's fun, and these are things everybody can do. You can do them with your kids, and it just provides a good space to tune in, check in, and just reset. Yeah. I think... um, a lot of times rituals, when you say that word, it like turns into something bigger in your head. And I think when you realize how simple they can be and what like a ritual really is, then it's so much more attainable and something you can bring into your life. Yeah, I love it. And it's also something that our ancestors have done for centuries. Like some of the most ancient people started like rituals, simple things. And I just feel like they're so humane human <laughs> like we need them like for we do. <laughs> well and I think they've gotten lost a lot of times right so or we do rituals that aren't necessarily so healthy like picking up our phone in the morning and looking at that that I mean that might be your ritual but we want to try to think about things that are obviously like elevating our vibration helping our mind body and spirit so I mean that's where we're going to be going yeah. Our positive rituals. Yeah. Yeah. Things that are going to up, up you level up, <laughs> level up and up, <laughs> up yours. <laughs> yeah. I was like, it's getting weird, but I'm going with it. Um, all right. So where do we want to start? What kind of ritual? Okay. So I do think we should start with the ones around the moon. And the reason I think this is because they're, they're gaining more and more popularity on the internet and social media. Yes. We see a lot of spiritual pages and posts talk about the new moon and the full moon. And I think maybe a lot of our listeners want to know what this means, why everybody's focused on these moon cycles and what we can do to ritualize them. (laughs) (laughs) To to ritualize. So, and um, just for, I don't know, if you like to know definitions of things, I thought we, I would give you the definition of a ritual. It is a religious or solemn ceremony, which is why we think it's so serious, consisting of a series of actions performed according to an order. So it's basically just doing things in some sort of order or ceremony. Yeah, this is really great. I feel like for our clients, listeners that are type A that want instruction, because oftentimes we don't give instruction and your rituals are going to be where you get that masculine piece of instruction. Yes. Where we're not like, just feel it. Just feel it. (laughs) Like there is a date, there is a time. Um, Okay. So new moon and full moon. And these are great because you can look up a new moon and a full moon on your phone, on the Google calendar, see where it is. Um, And both of them have different energies, right? So yeah. you have your new moon, which is when the moon is new. So that's like the little sliver, the little crescent, right? That's, yes. what's, that's what you're seeing. And that is your time to bring in new intentions, right? So we're reflecting and cleansing. So it, I always like to use the new moon to cleanse my space too, to make sure my house is clean, make sure like my desk or my office, wherever my workspace is, is organized and tidy. And then I can think about, okay, what do I need now? Like, what do I want to bring more of in? It's hard to do in clutter though. Right. A lot of times with clutter, we're distracted. So that's why the cleansing comes in. And you can also cleanse with like sage, like cleanse the energy, the vibration. Yes. 
yeah, go through and cleanse. And you can use, I mean, you can use sage, you can use um, sound as well. Like if you say you're like, I want to do this today, but I don't have sage. Can I cleanse my space? Like you actually, if you don't have bells or sound bowl, you can go and like clap in corners and that actually helps to clear out energy as well. That's an energy. Yeah. Cause sound is a vibration. It's always intention. So if you're clapping in corners, say out loud, uh, I release all energy from this space, all stagnant, stuck energy needs to leave. You should also be saying that with your sage. So yes. say something out loud to release the energy and tell it where to go. If you open a door, your front door or your back door, tell it to go out of that door. <laughs> leave through the back door. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of different ways, but yeah, clutter is always going to get in the way of bringing in something new because think about a space. If you want to bring in something new into your closet and there's not an inch of uh, closet space in there, you, you can't bring it in. Like you have to take something out. So thinking about just clutter, not only in your space, but in your mind, like what is stuck in there and trying to clear yourself out. You might also notice, I know for myself, I'll like know when a new or a full moon is coming by the way that I am like having being drawn to either clear out my space or my moods. Like it's really interesting once you start to pay attention to these cycles, just noticing what's actually happening in your body and the things that you're caring about, I guess. More. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the importance of the moon. Okay. Uh, because yeah. we do these rituals under the, like the full moon or the new moon and people are like, why, what's with the moon? But if you look, we are, I'm going to get the number wrong, but let's just say 80% water. Sounds and if, good. <laughs> if you look at the oceans, the tides, the waves, everything's affected by where the moon is. So if yeah. the ocean, a big body of water is affected by the moon, us little bodies of water <laughs> are going to be affected by where the moon is too. So it does have an impact on your moods, um, your creativity, your chakras, everything. So everything. we are affected by the moon. So that is why these rituals come at stages of the moon. Yeah. That's why you want to, that, that's why you're doing it then. So yeah. So if new moon is really about setting up the intention, um, thinking about where you want action. I like to, and like Brooke said, everything comes with intentions. When you're clearing out your space, you're, you know, saying, asking the energy to leave that's stagnant and you're calling in new things. Same thing with when you're doing a ritual, if you go and you just put, um, just like put things outside and expect things to happen. If there's no intention behind it, there's nothing that's really going to shift for you because there was no intention. So you want to first think about what are you trying, what are you trying to do? How, how do you want this, your life to change? If you're feeling like everything is great, great, but maybe you have some obvious things that you want to change, or maybe it's little, and maybe you just need the time to sit and look and go like, well, everything's pretty great, but I could have some more abundance. I could have some new clients for work. I could, you know, whatever it might be. So this is the time to really take inventory and then set the intention behind the ritual. Yeah, absolutely. And writing it down is always going to be key to getting it out of your head. Cause a lot of us think of lots of thoughts or we put it in our phone, but like make a handwritten list of these things, this inventory. Yeah. It's really important. Um, okay. So if you're doing a new moon ritual, new moon is great for abundance. Um, there's a lot of different ways that you can do it. Do we want to go into the different ways we can do it or should we talk about full moon first? 
Uh, let's let's go in the different ways we can do it with the new okay. moon. Okay. Yeah. So there's a lot of different ways to do it. Like Brooke said, writing down an intention is great. Like write down, you can write down your inventory. And then when you figure out, okay, here's my clear intention, like what I'm calling in for this new cycle, this new, um, you know, breath of energy. So maybe let's just stick with abundance. Uh, maybe it's to make an extra $3,000 this month. Mm-hmm. Just, go, just go with that number. So you write your number. You write that down. We're setting that up. And then we're going to, there's a lot of different uh, resources out there, like um, to actually like stir something up together. Like maybe your powders. Do you want to talk about the powders? Yes. I need one minute. Okay. So for a new moon ritual that I, what I like to do is, so yes, I'll write down my intention. So like if we're doing the abundance, I want an extra $3,000 this month. Then I also write down how it'll make me feel. So what feeling do I want? Do I want to feel more free? Do I want to feel um, more joy by going on a vacation or? Yeah. Like what's that going to bring to you? Because I, and we've talked about this in manifesting. I think a lot of times we forget that it's not necessarily the $3,000 you're going for. It's the feeling, right? It's the feeling. And that's what's actually going to manifest. So. And then I like, I like to use, you do not have to have these, but I do feel like they work and they bring, I feel like they deepen my intention for the ritual. Um, So I get these at the, the crystal store, it's called crystals on Eastern. Eastern, and I believe it's Horizon, um, but you can go to www.crystalfairypatch.com, and she makes oils and she makes these incense powders, and you put them on coal and you light it, and literally let the smoke burn towards you. So during a new moon one, I'll do it outside under the new moon, and I'll let the smoke kind of come over me and my paper, and I just feel like I focus on what it is I'm trying to manifest, and it strengthens it, and I swear they work. Yeah. So you're pretty abundant. So yeah, (laughs) well, for a new moon one, I would get manifestation or I would get, um, new beginnings or special wishes. She has all sorts of different ones, but look at what you want more of and yeah, do it under the new moon. It's a great way to enhance your ritual. Yeah. Cause I mean, you can just write down, sit out there because another, like a very simple way. So if you don't have the powders, you write down what you want, you write down the feeling, you can go out and just meditate underneath the new moon and just like, let that be a part of it. The energy's there. So yeah. Um, you can also pull out some crystals that kind of correspond to your intention. So if it's abundance, finding things that are, um, like Like green, and citrine citrine is a good amplifier and like green aventrine. Yes. That's what I was trying to think of. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So anything that's going to help to amplify it and holding that with it or putting that with your intention, um, those are great ways to do that. And then of course, prayer. So then I like to pray to my guides to amplify this intention and bring it through, through this ritual. And then for this one, I like to keep my paper. So I usually fold it and put it in my nightstand drawer so I can see when it's come to fruition or like I can look back at it and have it. Yeah. I like to keep mine in my nightstand or if it's something that I know that I I don't know, sometimes I'll put it underneath my pillow and then I'll take it back out when it's the full moon. Oh, that's a very smart. (laughs) Waiting for the tooth fairy. (laughs) (laughs) Hope she comes. That'll bring them in. (laughs) I'm just going to open it up and the $3,000 is (laughs) right there. (laughs) Um, 
Yeah. So <laughs> a new moon ritual. So, yes. And then your full moon is, which I think is what most people think of when they think of moon rituals. Your full moon is a great time to cleanse and get rid of what's no longer serving you. So you take what you've thought about in that new moon, right? So you set your intention then, and then we're almost like revisiting it. So you come in and you're like, okay, I want this. What's holding me back from getting it? And you've had these few weeks to kind of sit in this intention and notice what's been coming up and maybe ways that you're blocking yourself or um, just like if there's been some lessons coming at you, like now's the time to write down what you want to let go of. Like maybe it's, maybe you're just feel like you blow your money gambling. I don't know. And you want this abundance and you're like, okay, I want to release the need to um, go gamble to have a good time. Like I want to do something else. So whatever it might be. So now we're writing down things that we want to release and let go of. And then what we're going to do with this paper, we will actually burn it. So the full moon is also a great time to, um, put out your crystals to cleanse them. So any crystals that you have, any um, jewelry that you have, there's also like beautiful crystal grids that you can do. I am not great at that, but <laughs> mine usually just end up in like dirt outside. <laughs> <laughs> but there, but are, <laughs> there are great places to do that. And there's a lot that you can do with the full moon. Also, if you read up on what the actual energy is. So I just did one, um, I referenced in our last podcast, I did a full moon ritual and I actually download a workbook from Spirit Daughter and I'll put that in the notes. And she does a fantastic job. First of all, it's like beautiful artwork in there, but she tells you exactly like what this moon is about, like why we are using the moon's energy. Um, And then it will have like a meditation along with it, a yoga flow, she does do like a crystal grid thing and some questions for a card pull and then journal questions at the end. So that's really very in depth and detailed. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's really cool. Um, so I definitely recommend that. And I believe there's new moon ones as well. I just haven't done Done them. Well, and I think these things, these rituals under the moon are great too, especially if you're trying to make changes in your life. So if you're trying to manifest a new career or maybe a new partner or to spice things up with your partner, these are great things you can do with your partner. Yeah. Like to get on the same page. And it's so, I mean, it's fun. Halstein and I did it together and I know you and Devin do rituals together and it is, it's like a change up from, you know, sitting and watching TV. It's like a little at home date when you have four kids, (laughs) you can't get out now. (laughs) True. I love, like I could like easily cleanse myself. Like if energy feels heavy, I'll take a bath and like cleanse myself with sage. But there's days where I feel heavy and I'm like, Devin, will you come cleanse me? So I'll take the bath and he'll like light the sage or even the same powders, but cleansing powders. Mm-hmm. And he'll use the feather, you know, to like fan it on. Yeah. To fan it on like and cleanse my aura. And it's just a really nice way to connect. And he actually takes it very serious. Like if I giggle or make any jokes during it, he's like, this ritual is serious. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. I'm like, I work with spirit all day and we like to joke. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <pretty> lighthearted. <laughs> But it is, it's a great way to connect with your partner, especially if maybe you're on the more spiritual side and you want to get your partner involved. Yeah. Because they can feel a difference too. And then they might not think like, oh, this is woo-woo or this is that. They might be like, that actually really helped me. I felt lighter. And it can enhance their spirituality as well. Yeah. Well, and then you're like, I don't know, 
growing together, right? Which is what it's all about. It's like communicating and growing together. And if you're doing like, I know these, like the spirit daughter that I referenced, like some of the questions are very confronting and then you can take the time to kind of talk about them after or like doing affirmations together and like, how did you feel during that? Or what did that bring up for you? And it's just a way to, to get to know each other on a deeper level, which we always need. Well, like to be on the same page, Cause a lot of times, like we don't even realize we might be stressed about something and, and making this part of the energy in our household heavy while our partner's trying to manifest something else. <laughs> right. Where, like if you start communicating, you can see a, whose energy is blocking it, who needs right. a little more reassurance or to release or how you can help amplify your partner's manifestation, which is a great connective tool. Yeah. Yeah. So ritual together. It's good. Yeah. Stuff. It is. <laughs> So yeah, so with the full moon, when you're trying to release something, I think I mentioned this, but just in case, you definitely, that's a paper you want to burn. Yeah, so safely, like put it in a bowl outside, light it on fire. Don't do it in your house. I've tried to light it inside once, didn't go well. Um, If I do light inside, I'll put it in a bowl and I'll do it like in the sink so I can turn the water on, which might not be. I I did not do that. I like almost, it was not good. (laughs) (laughs) That's for another, another podcast. How to not burn down your house when doing it. Well, like if you have a fire pit, it's a great thing. And you know what? Like teach your kids not to play with fire, but they love it too. Like I've done it with Grayson where we've, you know, wrote down what we want to release and put it in the fire and he thinks it's awesome. Like it's. Yeah. And I mean, this is a, I I guess we had one, but next full moon, I was going to say, this is a good one because school's coming up, but it's already, it's already happened, but you can still do like a releasing ritual. It just isn't amplified by the moon. Um, But let your kids write down what they're afraid of or worried about with school starting and then burn it and set some new intentions. Yeah. It's a great tool. And it's nice for kids to, to have that too. Yeah. So let's talk about some rituals we do when it's not the full moon, just regular daily or yeah, life rituals. Life rituals are always good. Um, So I think you and I probably have a great deal of rituals we do. (laughs) So um, I have a couple ones that I like to do in the morning and in the evening. Those are probably my like most consistent rituals I would say and then um a gratitude one with the kids those are my consistent ones what do you got no (laughs) do you want to explain them or you just want to tell people that you have them no I just I have those good luck (laughs) feel into it no I'm just kidding um okay so for the morning I I will say like I sometimes I'm not great at this and I'll notice how different my energy is. And then I will go back to it because, and that's important to note too, because for me as somebody who likes to do things, likes to know that I'm doing something right. I used to think like, if I went off of something, well, I'm like, well, forget it. It's done. Like, no, you just start back over. So just for anybody else who has that fear of like, well, I, I messed it up one day. So I screwed up the whole thing. Like, it's okay. Just go back to when it feels right and you need it. Um, So in the morning, what I like to do is not look at my phone, number one. I leave my phone, which is a hard habit to break when I'm in the habit of checking my phone and you're like, oh, what's happening? No, like put the phone away because you don't want technology to start your day with. I like to have my cup of coffee and I go outside 
And then I spend, I, I'm lying. I have to do lemon water first, always. So always lemon water to start. And I do that even when I'm not being good about my rituals. Like that's something that's an everyday thing. And then I will pour myself my cup of coffee, go sit outside and I will breathe for five minutes. So five minutes of just quiet meditation. Sometimes it's not as quiet when the kids are out there, but like intentional setting and the setting my day. And then uh, after I finish meditating so that I've sat with myself for a minute, then I'll set my intentions for the day and I will write those down. And then I'll pick up some sort of a spiritual book, either like a, a poetry book or something that I'm reading and read like three pages. Um, and then I end with gratitude. And that is what I do in the mornings. I love that. Those are all very like soothing things. I feel soothed just hearing you talk about them. It is very soothing. So that's why when, if I'm feeling like chaotic, I will ask myself, like, are you doing your morning thing? No, mm-hmm. no, no, I'm not. <laughs> that's why I feel chaotic. And set, I will say setting an intention for the day is huge. I think that that's like a ritual that even if you don't do all the other things, if you take a second to write down, I like the something I want to accomplish, something I want to let go of. And now I can't think of, oh, and something I'm grateful for. If you do like those three things to start your day, you're going to have a great day. That's, I would say I am, I want to try that actually, because my morning rituals have more to do with making my body feel good and protection, like going into my day. So they're less about like intention for how I want my day to feel. So I'm going to practice shifting those to see. Um, So I'll go over my morning rituals too. So we stay with the same time of day. I like it. Um, I also like to start my morning with uh, lemon water or I'll do if I have lime and um, the pink salt, Himalayan salt. Oh, yeah. Same thing. I'm still not drinking coffee. So I've been doing tea. It's so good. <laughs> it's shocking to me that I don't miss it. But some days I do. But I keep telling myself I don't. So I don't know if I just lied, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> the ritual of it, right? It That's is. like coffee. So I want to water. I know I've been seeing a lot of that on Instagram ads now too. Like, like oh, things, exactly. mushroom stuff to mix with, to make a mud water, I guess. Yeah. Yep. Um, so maybe, maybe I'll get there, but, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'll have the tea. And then again, I don't do this every morning when I don't do it, I feel it, but I try to do 10 to 15 minutes of yoga. So stretching Yeah. my back feels so much better the days I do it. Like I feel a night and day difference of like, Oh, my body feels looser. Like it just mm-hmm. feels good. Um, and then I actually go into starting like getting ready for the day, but in the shower, that's usually I pray for protection. I wrap myself in a protective bubble. I ask my guides to protect my energy. And then I do one more prayer on my drive to work to protect my energy. And it's something usually like dear spirit guides, please, uh, protect my aura, release any entanglements, um, and connections to clients from who I work with today or from previous days. And please allow me to stay strong and healthy. And that's usually what I do with what I have time for in the morning. Yeah. I should do some of those protection ones. Those are great. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Well, I just feel like anybody who works in a job where you're around people or touching people, you should protect your energy a little bit. Um, And I feel a difference when I don't, but I'm I'm pretty much every day. That's something I I do now. I never miss the prayer part. Yeah. Well, because that's something you can do even if you're moving. Yeah. Driving, going, usually running late. Um. (laughs) Running, Running in. Um, so yeah, morning. And then now let's share, do you want to go nighttime and then we'll share random ones? 
Yeah. Okay. okay. So, so nighttime, um, I mean, I have, what about, I feel like I want to do an after work one. Okay. Yeah. If you have that good for you, girl. I mean, I don't always, but like I said, I don't always, but sometimes, um, I really need it. So my after work one is I will like escape from everybody. (laughs) And this is like in a perfect world. It doesn't always happen. Right. So sometimes my after work one is just breathing in the car and like asking for release and just like brushing off of shoulders, shaking out my hands. So like taking my right palm and brushing down the left side of my arm, taking my left palm, brushing down the right side and then shaking my hands out. And sometimes that's all I can get. And, but that also helps. And, but if I'm having the time, I will come home and come upstairs. I will wash my hands and I will drink a glass of water because I just feel like that helps flush everything out. And I really like water. And then I will sit just like cross-legged sitting down. Like I'm, like I'm going to meditate, but it's more that I actually breathe. So I place one hand over my heart, one hand on my belly, and I do like three big breaths all the way down into my low belly, up to my chest. I do that three times. And then I will rub my hands together and I'll place my hands on the thighs and I'll push energy out from there. And then I'll hold my left hand down towards the earth and then my right hand up towards the heaven. So it looks like a diagonal line. And then I will hold it there for probably like three breaths, switch the other one. And then as I'm doing that, I am praying to let go of anything that's no longer serving me, of anything that is not mine. And then I'm um, calling in peace and calm and patience for the evening for whatever is coming up next. That's really good. That's really intentional and beautiful. Yeah. Like I said, it doesn't always happen, but it's a... feels really good when I do do it. I feel like I don't have an after work ritual because the afternoon usually hits me in the face. So (laughs) I get done with work. I I race to pick Grayson up. I get home. Usually I'm starving. I have to start cooking and then I start doing whatever needs to be done around the house. So I am not good for a mid-afternoon ritual. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that takes like five minutes. So okay, I know. Maybe I'll add one in now. (laughs) Just more things to do. No. (laughs) But that doesn't feel heavy, like, especially if, like, if I do have the time between cooking and eating. Well, and I think, I mean, I will say a lot of times I was finishing work super late when I was working in the salon all the time. So I didn't have something and I would feel way more drained than when I intentionally like come home and go like, okay, I'm going to, I know I need to like be present for the rest of the afternoon. I think that's what was happening more is I wasn't being present when I was home and I was just like, irritated from the day or tired. I'm like, I need to figure out something that will help me feel like, okay, now you're here. Now we're done with that. And we're here now. I'm glad you shared that. Cause I do feel like that's a lot of our problem is like holding on to the day and not being present once we are home with the people that we should be giving most of our yeah energy to. Yeah. So, so I'm going to add that one in too. I'm glad we did this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And then evening, Um, this is when I will do, I, you know, try to do yoga during the day, but I will definitely stretch in the evening. So, and more of like a yin passive stretch, like sometimes I'll do more, but I try to do at least 10 minutes and I'll do like a wide legged forward fold or just kind of depending on what's happening in my body, but, but something that's more stretching than like, I'm going to work out. And that also helps to bring my energy down 
a little bit. And sometimes I will do that little breathing exercise that I shared for after, after work. But what I do now is I will sage myself. Sometimes I do it before working out, but usually it's like, if I'm going into the bathtub, I'll sage myself. I will put on my bath water. I will light some candles. I will pull out whatever crystal I feel like I need just going with that, that feeling. And then, um, I will bring a book over. Sometimes I read, sometimes I don't. I do read a lot in the bathtub. It's great, great time. It's a nice place, nice quiet yeah. place. Oh, and I have, I have to have tea. So I've gotten my tea, I have my tea ready. Uh, bathtub's going and then I will put in salts. I love Mike's recovery salt. So I do that a lot or I'll do just Epsom salt and add some oils in just depending on what I need. Like once it, this does go into some of that feeling, but depending on what I need, putting that in, let the water fill up. And then I do usually either like uh, square breathing in the bath or I'll do like our like breath work, breath work, um, yeah. but just like seven minutes of it or so. So I'll set, if I'm doing that, I will set a timer just so I know when it's over. <laughs> <laughs> but if I'm doing square breathing, I'll just go till I feel I'll, I will notice like that shift in my energy and I'm like, okay, now I'm good. And then a lot of times I just lay in the bath with my eyes closed for a long time and people come up and are like, are you done? Um, <laughs> but then I'll, that's when I'll kind of release anything or, pray for, if there's something that's bothering me, I'll pray for it then. Um, and just get ready to chill. And then I'm like a whole new person. Yeah. Love the baths. So since you referenced the bath ritual, I do a lot of baths too, but I'm, it would be the same thing. So I'm going to save you guys three minutes of the podcast. Um, if I don't have time for a bath, I will do a shower ritual, which includes the same thing. I'll sage myself, whether it's just sage spray or lighting sage, um, then when I get in the shower, I pray to cleanse my aura and I literally envision the water washing any energy that doesn't belong to me, any ed- energy that's dark or stagnant off of me. And I picture it returning to mother earth through the drain. Yeah. Um, and it's just a really good way to like calm my mind. Also, if I feel like I, this is strange, but I have this thing with my hair. So if I feel like I've absorbed a lot of energy, like if I've been in a crowd or something like that, I always wash my hair. <laughs> so I don't wash my hair every day, but like if I've been in a crowd or if I feel like, Ooh, that day was a lot of energy then I'm, I'm having a random hair wash day because I feel like I need to get it off through like wetting every part of me. Yeah. There is something different with wetting your whole head. Yeah. So, and again, I gauge that by feeling like if I'm feeling heavy, I'm like, okay, I gotta wash my hair. Now, if I'm feeling pretty good and I don't want to dry my hair out, <laughs> then I'll just let it run over, you know, without washing my hair, but I, it's a time by time basis. Yeah. Um, Then I also will spend time breathing. Usually I will get out of the shower and lay in bed and then do my breathing. But again, square breathing. So breathing in through my nose for a count of four, holding for a count of four, and then breathing out for a count of six or eight. Usually I'll do it for three to five minutes, depending what I need. Um, And then I always pray. I'm a big prayer. Um, (laughs) So again, asking my guides uh, for rest. I also ask my guides to protect my room so that nobody comes to visit me at night because I don't like when spirits come to talk to me at nighttime. Um, But I don't know if everybody has that problem. (laughs) (laughs) You have a lot of nightmares. That might be what you protect yourself. 
Uh, well, nightmares, but I know I get like, because no, no, I, I, know, choose- I know for you, oh, okay. just not, like uh-huh. listeners, if you don't get spirits, but you get like wacky dreams. Nightmares. Yeah. Like, or, oh, this is one that I love to give. I'm so sorry. I didn't say it. I, a lot of times if I'm going through something like a big decision, I will pray for a dream that I'll remember. And I ask that that decision become clear in that dream and so that I can wake up and journal it. And usually I'll wake up and pay really close attention to the feeling I had. So did I feel restless? Did I feel sad? Did I feel angry? And then, okay, what were the key components of the dream? Like, was I driving a red car? Was I running from somebody? Or was I happy and did it go well? And then usually my answer will lie in those things. But it's such a good tool and you'll be shocked at how often and how much it works. Yeah, that's great. I'm going to do more of that. Yeah. So that's a little nighttime ritual. Cool. Um, yeah. So then some random rituals. What do we, yeah. what do we got? Um, <laughs> I do a lot for um, forgiveness. Oh, great. Let's hear so that. I, well, and I think well, I give this to my clients a lot too, because a lot of us hold on to things like, let's say you have some childhood trauma and you feel like you're holding on to pain from childhood trauma or you can't let go of that thing. Maybe your dad said to you when you were eight or your best friend did when you were 22, whatever that is, if it's still weighing on you, um, I like to envision, so I do it through meditation, but I envision that this person is standing across from me and I let them know that I release the pain. I release any energy that they've given me that I don't need or that I've been carrying. I forgive them and I picture warm white light coming to cleanse through my whole body. And if it's really heavy, you might want to envision yourself giving them a book or a binder. And this book symbolizes your agreement to them for that pain. Symbolize yourself giving it back to them so it releases. And picture them taking it and even apologizing if you feel like they should have. And then I literally will say, like, what's mine is mine. What's yours is yours. I release this negative energy between us. And then I'll envision them walking away in peace. And then that symbolizes the break and I can forgive and let go. It makes you feel so much lighter. A lot of times if you're getting sick often, it's because you're carrying poison, energetic poison. Like maybe you're holding a lot of grudges or you're being really negative. And so your vibration's lower. So if you catch yourself feeling ill often, write down who you need to forgive and try this little forgiveness ritual. That's beautiful. I love that. That's really great. And I think everyone can benefit from that, right? We all have things that we're probably holding on to that we could let go of. Yeah, for sure. So that's a great one. Um, I have one that I do with the kids a lot. Um, We do a gratitude ritual every night and usually at dinner. So we're sitting at dinner and we'll go through something that we're, we're grateful for, but I'll also... I'm going to be honest, like depending how chatty everyone's being, like sometimes like the gratitude is all that there is, but I do like to do something that went well and something that was hard or challenging is usually the word I use. What was your biggest challenge today? One, because I think it's important for them to know not every day. I'm not expecting you to have a great day every day. Like mm-hmm. one of my kids actually, when I, you know, I'm like, have a great day. And one of my girls was like, what if I don't have a great day? And I'm like, oh, that is not the intention of why I'm saying, <laughs> I'm telling you to have a great day. But I, I think that that was something cool to know that she thought about. I am like, I'm just trying to be nice. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not meaning to put pressure on you, but she was obviously feeling some pressure. So I think it's, it's an important thing to let them have this space to let out like what was, 
what was challenging, what was hard. And then that way too, when they're like, nothing went well today. Like you, you always have something hard and you always have something good. So we do something that went really well, something that was challenging and something you're grateful for. That's great. And it's a great way to make the children be intentional too. Like a yeah. great group path. Yeah. And it's also a good time to get to know, get to know them. Yeah. You know, like, cause sometimes if you don't ask them what's challenging and doing it at the dinner table is one thing, but there's also like, at, you can do it at bedtime where it's, you're more one-on-one and you might get to learn something that they may not have told you otherwise. Right. I like to do it when Grayson gets in the car, when I'm picking him up. That's great. Like I do a lot of like, what happened today? Uh, what did you like best today? What did you have for lunch? And I ask these questions and then he'll start to tell me more bits and pieces and he's ready to share Like I like, I jokingly call him Kathy when he gets in the car because he's so chatty. <laughs> but I'm like, well, this is the time that he wants to share with me. He's missed me yeah. all day and he's willing to open up. So I let him, I don't judge it. Or like if he comes to me with a problem or like if he says like, this kid was me and I'm like, okay, well, how would you have handled this? Or how would you solve the problem? So it starts to empower him and his thinking too. Or what would you do differently? Yeah. So that's a ritual you can do with your kids too. Like anytime, yeah. dinner, yeah. when you pick them up before bed, whatever works for your family, but- but yeah, it's really great to give them space to, to talk and to let things out and to them, for them to understand the value of a ritual and like that we do this and this is something we do. And, and they like, they crave it after a while, you know, like they know that that's coming and they'll be like, I want to start, I'm starting. Um, the other thing that just, I guess, while I'm thinking of it, so I don't forget, I do have a ritual for them when they're feeling like anxious about going somewhere or starting something new, because I have one that definitely has a lot of that. And so we, we do breathing and we like breathe. We have, I have her like, make sure she's thinking about her feet and breathe into the ground. And then I'll tell her like, you just, you're right here. You're standing right here and you're going to take one step at a time. And like that way, when I'm not with her, she still has that physical thing to, to think about is like her feet moving one foot at a time. And, and then we say, you've, you know, you've done hard things before you can do hard things now. And then we go to a mantra of like, I am safe. I am, um, I am safe. I am capable. I am protected. I love that. And it does, it gives them something to hold on to, like to feel good. So start doing these rituals with your kids. Give them something. Yeah. So ritual with your spouse, ritual with your kids, rituals with your dog. Get everyone involved. <laughs> things. But I mean, really, you can turn a lot of things into a ritual as well. And it's just having that intentionality and creating a system behind something. So if you, you can take bits and pieces of what we do and do something else along with it, if that works better for you, but it's, it is, it's just having that very kind of like set set of things that you do. Yeah. And then one other thing you can do that we've referenced before, but habit stacking. So if you're like, how do I get into a ritual? How do I start making it a regular thing? Well, like our lemon water, I have mine right next to my, like a cup ready next to my tea kettle. Um, Or if you make coffee, like make sure you have a cup ready for water. So when your coffee's brewing in the morning, you can drink that lemon water. Um, So stack it on something you already do. I have clients, like I've joked with them, like if I know that they use cannabis and they're like, when I get home, my five minutes to hit that weed pen, I'm like, okay, well, if you take your five minutes to do that, well, use that five minutes to pray as well, to set an intention for something good to come in. So something you always do start adding 
a ritual spiritual practice to it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just going to enhance and it just makes it easier. It just makes it easier when you already have it there and you're just going along yeah. with it. Yeah. Well, like every time you get in a car, say a prayer. Yeah. And you know, like every time you get in a car, that's my prayer time. And it becomes yeah. very easy to create the habit. Yeah. And I think, I mean, if you do a morning and a nighttime ritual, you're at least praying twice a day and that's yeah. great. That's or being good. intentional. Yeah. Setting goals. Yeah. It's important and you will see shifts in your life and that's what it's all about. Yes. So think about where can you start adding in a ritual? What rituals do you think will serve your life best? And then I want you to do one. <laughs> Let us know how you feel about these and we will attach the new moon rituals website. Yes. And the powders if you're interested. Yeah. So that you can find those. And I also think like, as you listened to this, you know, we always talk about listening to your bodies, notice which things like when we're talking about that, you're like, yeah, like that feel like you want to do them and try it because I guarantee you, as you're listening to this, something stuck out to you and, um, that is where you should start. Yes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Balance Chaos Podcast. We're so happy to have you here with us each week. Please help us out by subscribing to the show, sharing with friends, and leaving us reviews. You can also follow us on Instagram. We can communicate with you there. Our Instagram handle is at balancechaoslv. Reach out and we'll write back. Bye. 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 Bye.